I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. the service master by Cornerstone phone line. It is Chris Harrington. Joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? It's uh, Lights Out by Santi Gold, our uh, ceremonial notice for the um, perfect shooting of Santi Aldama. I'm a day late on that, but I don't want, I want to give Santi his due. Um, all right. So tonight is half halfway through the season. Uh, the Grizzlies uh, will be halfway through the season after they play San Antonio tonight. So I would ask you, what is the single best thing that has happened? Rank the top three in order. Let's put it that way. Top three best things that have happened to the Grizzlies this first half of the season. Top three best things that have happened. Um, I'll say Jaron Jackson coming back, you know, in, in good time, earlier than expected or not, depends on your expectations, but coming back in good time, in, in perfect health and being better than he's ever been before. It's sort of a combination of things. Him coming back healthy and him adding the offense on top of, you know, even better version of last year's defense. So I that's think, number I one. think you're allowed Jaron Jackson as a, the complete package of Jaron Jackson. I don't think you would have. Yeah, it's it's been everything you could have wanted. Back healthy, back yeah. early, back destructive defensively, and back better than ever offensively. As a guy who you have talked about as the sort of swing player, or I don't know how you've described him in terms of the tipping, the yeah. tipping point player, yeah, yeah. So that's that's clearly number one, right? I think it's clearly number one. What's number yeah. two? Number two, it might be that the Western Conference is all is is is, is every bit as squishy as it was last season. Um, that that the you know the conference there, there's no juggernaut here, and so the conference is is amenable to them in a way that, you know, there's no like, Golden State Warriors with Durant or whatever. No one's put together a super team, so the conference is there for the taking. I don't know if that, you know, the Grizzlies can't sure. control that, but I but to yep. me that's one that's on the list. Um, a third thing, I don't know, it's hard to come up. There's a lot of little Dez? things. Dez? Dez looking like pre-injury yeah, I mean, Dez, or is it muted by his injury now? Yeah, I think a combination of – at the beginning of the season, he took a, yet another step forward from last season offensively. He looked like he could be a real number two scorer on a contending team, um, and so and now, despite the injury, he's come back and gotten back into a good form. You could say that. Um, you could say that. Um, you know, Santi Aldama 
you know, being able to step up into a rotation role, that's a small thing. But, like, you know, they left that, that, that spot open. He 100%. stepped right into it, and it's been pretty pretty great. Um, so I think those are maybe the next things I would, I would come up with. As you look up and down the roster, I mean, Steven Adams, would you say Steven Adams has been better than expected? Yes, right? Um, I mean, he was really good last yeah. season. So he, I actually think he has been a little better. I think he's been a little better defensively. Um, the defense stuff with him early last season was pretty rough. How much of it was that him? How much of that was getting used to new teammates? It's hard to sift through. But I think he's been a little healthier this season. Now, on the other side of that, his free throw shooting has gone it's just to the atrocious. So yeah. That, yeah, yeah, so that's kind of bounced a little bit. But he certainly has shown no decline, and so that's good. Um, is there anything about the first half of the season or any player – who has been a dis? I guess Zaire Williams is the biggest, and it's mostly injury related. Zaire would be the biggest disappointment, right? Or injuries, maybe Dez's injury, but Zaire. If you're looking right up and down the roster, the only player who has underperformed what you would have hoped is Zaire. Would have reasonably hoped is Zaire, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and I think you know he's he's been a lot better the last two or three games. So I think there's hope that in the second half of the season you get what you thought you were hoping to get. Uh, but you certainly have not gotten it yet. What is, the, what, is, what is the reasonable upside for him this year? Like you, when you were talking to Hollinger, you are like, well, this may be a two- or three-year project to get what they thought they were going to get from him. What is the, op- or the optimistic upside of what Zaire could become in the second half? That he definitively becomes the third wing. I mean, he has not been that yet, but the right. team is structured for him to be that. But he definitively becomes the third wing and a good third wing, that he's a guy who's playing, you know, 25, 20, 25 minutes a night off your bench and is giving you productive minutes in that role. And then that he holds up in the playoffs. And to me, that's sort of the bigger question. But he, I think physically he, he, he is multi-years away from where he's going to get in terms of being able to defend um, at a playoff level, just because he's just so thin and so young, and in terms of developing his ball skills and all of that. So I think I think whatever the best version of Zaire Williams is going to be, it's like three years away. But for this season, if he can stay healthy, um, if he if the, if he can get in a good groove as a three point shooter, if he can be that guy who's going to knock down open threes and it's going to run the floor and finish lobs and give you sort of that horizontal spacing and vertical spacing and stay healthy and like not get overwhelmed, you know, by the physicality of the playoffs. I mean, I think that's what you're wanting to, to see from him. Maybe an unfair question. Would you bet for or against that? Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think maybe you get 75% of what right. you want, you know, I, I mean, I, and so I, I, it's also possible that the third wing isn't on the roster. Like that may well work out, and depending yeah, on what yeah, happens, right, right. At the trade deadline, and then whether whether it's, da- whether it's Danny Green or yeah. a trade, you, it could be someone else. Look up. I am skeptical. We were talking about you know, someday this week. We were talking about the whole you know who's going to guard you know Paul George or whatever. Right. You know, if Dylan Brooks is occupied, you got some other big monster wing. You got to guard that Dylan Brooks can't guard. Like who's doing that? I don't have a lot of faith in Zaire Williams doing that effectively this season in like a second or third round of playoffs and a conference finals and that kind of thing. That's where I think you're a few years away from. Now, can he like, you know, make some shots for you and like be productive? Yeah. But like you get down into a tight half court basketball playoff 
and you're going up against an all-star 6'8 guy, I, I, that's where I'm skeptical right now. Uh, Dylan Brooks's first half of the year. Uh, would you have, knowing that, would you have, before the year, if that had been offered to you, this is what it would look like, would you take it? Yeah, I'm actually, I should have, I, I sort of forgot about Dylan. I should have said, I should have made Dylan my third ahead of, of Bain or Aldama. I, I think, yes, he has still been a in, generally inefficient scorer. And there have been nights where he, he sort of overdoes it and you get a five for 18. But those nights have been fairly rare. There has not been a lot of them. I think his defense has been massive. And I think he has generally um, played, kept it between the ditches on offense most of the time. Right. And he has and he expressed such a keen awareness of the issue <laughs> that you, and as yeah. you, you know, that, that I do think there's a lot of, you know, he's not fighting it at all. He's he's embracing this idea that this is something that he has to to work on. In terms of the uh, the trade deadline stuff, the free agency stuff, and we talked about this earlier, and I don't want to belabor it, but do you think, obviously, it, it, he's an integral part of this team this year. If you've pointed out, they certainly will have the money to sign him going forward. Do you imagine, and he seems happy, too, in addition to everything else, do you imagine that they know that they have some, like they've had conversations and think, yes, we'll work this out at the end of the summer. His inclination is to want to stay here. Or do you think they're flying blind? Or what do you, what do you imagine has happened behind the scenes about his contract negotiations? I, I don't have a specific feel for that. So anything right. I would say, and I'm willing to say total something, anything, let me be clear. Anything right. is total speculation. Um, I don't think they have like, you know, a tacit agreement or a, an right. understanding about him being back. But I think I think there probably is. I think they they have an understanding of his desire to be back, right. you know, and, and that and, and that they they probably have some level of confidence that you know we're, we're, this, this is an amenable enough situation. We feel like we can work it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, in terms of um, anything else that may have been disappointing, I, I, like there's nothing. The, the rookies weren't disappointing because you would be silly to have expected anything from them, right? Like. No, and and honestly, I mean, if you want to talk about the rookies, I would say, and different people had different expectations, right? There weren't like a universal universal expectations. For me personally, I feel at least a little bit better about both David Roddy and Kennedy Chandler than I did on draft night. Um, I feel a little worse about LaRavia, but I don't think, to me, it's not a big deal. Like, I I don't think anything that's happened so far caps, you know, his future in any way. It's just that he sort of got lost in the mix a little bit quicker than, than I expected, but... You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify any of the rookies as disappointing in any any meaningful way. Uh, looking forward to the second half of the year, what is the likelihood uh, that uh, Memphis will have the All Star coach? What is the likelihood that Jaron Jackson will be Defensive Player of the Year? And what is the likelihood that the Grizzlies will finish first or second in the West? The All Star coach thing has sort of gone under the radar a little bit. Like I, I've heard it mentioned a couple times in the last week, and I hadn't really thought about it before. I'm not sure when the there's a certain cutoff date that determines that. I think like it's a week the before the, the two weeks, two, two weeks, weeks before, before two the weeks game. before the or game. It's like two weeks, it's like two weeks yeah. before All Star weekend starts. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know the answer to this. I assume that if the records are tied, you use the same kind of tiebreaker you do for like you know seeding, you know, in the end of the season or whatever. 
which right now I think would give Denver. Denver's beat, beat the Grizzlies head-to-head, so I think it would give them the tiebreaker. Um, I mean, it sounds coin flippy. I'd have to look at the schedules between now that's and that and that period for, for, for Denver and, and Memphis. And so I think that's pretty coin flippy. Um, I think top seed is pretty coin flippy, but I probably – I think over the longer haul, I slightly favored Denver. So I, I would, I guess, put the Taylor Jenkins coaching all-star game odds slightly ahead of the first seed odds. And with Jaron, I think if, if if he continues on the current trend, I think he's going to win it, even with the games he's missed. And I answered a, a, a mailbag question on this about a month ago, and I brought it back up in the podcast that Drew and I did yesterday. And so I did a little research a month ago. Jaron has missed 15 games. Of the pa- and he's missed zero since I wrote that mailbag a month right. ago. So he's missed zero games in the last month, including playing the back-to-backs. Um, but of the past 20 Defensive Player of the Year winners, only two of the 20 have missed more more games than that. Kawhi Leonard won one year when he missed 18 games, and Rudy Gobert missed one where he, he played 25 games. So I think if the competition were fierce, like tiebreaker would go to the guy who's played more games than that. Right. But I think Jaron has been so great – and the team defense has now been so great. And I think, crucially, there is a direct bright line connecting right. his greatness to the team defense greatness. In some ways, the games he missed so far helped him because it, 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 it tells you the story. Oh, look where the defense was the first few weeks of the season when this guy wasn't playing, and then look what happened when he came back. And so, in some ways, his missed games help him right now, but he can't afford to miss too many more. And so as long, as long as, you know, he doesn't miss more than a handful of games the rest of the season, if he keeps doing this and the team defense keeps doing this, I think he's going to win it. The, uh, the NBA, uh, NBA.com does a media survey, and they released it yesterday. Uh, the question, who was on track to win Kia Defensive Player of the Year? Brooke Lopez was first, 37%. Jaron was second, 27%. Jared Allen was third, 10%. Notably, Dylan Brooks was among those receiving, also receiving votes, along with O.G. Ananobi, uh, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, and Draymond Green. But I'm with you. I think the Jaron Jackson candidacy is only now crystallizing and will become that much more compelling going forward. So I think he is likely to win it if he stays healthy. Um, in terms of other things that, that the media predicted... Um, and this one was a little surprising to me. Uh, it was, um, which team will represent the West in the NBA finals and the consensus, well, not the consensus, the favorite, according to the media, the LA Clippers at 34% Denver. And I don't know when they ask these questions. That's one of the interesting questions. Yeah, like it's that, the, that like is Clippers surprising have a, to me. Yeah. Like, did they see him get just demolished the other, you know, um, so the Clippers, 34%, Denver, 30 Memphis, 23 Golden State, 10 Dallas, 3 So I am surprised that the Clippers are that high. I'm surprised Golden State's that low, honestly, even given where they're at. Right. To me, I would – I mean, I think those are the right top four teams, um, and I would have it a lot more um, flat among the four, frankly, if I, if I were – if I were doing it. And Denver would be your first. Golden State second or Memphis Denver, second? Denver would be my first, but they would not. They certainly wouldn't hit that 50% number. Yeah. Uh, representing the East, Boston 57, Milwaukee 33, Brooklyn 10. How do you feel about that one? That seems about right. Yeah. 
Uh, most surprising storyline of the year or most surprising team of the year? Uh, what would you put there? What has surprised you this year? Um, storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Brooklyn, who like seemed like you know left for dead amid all all of the yep. wreckage of their mess and, and and zooming back up. I think Minnesota. To me, the, the the two hardest teams to figure out before the season in each conference were Brooklyn and Minnesota. And so I sort of started there that like I was going to be surprised almost no matter what happened because I had no idea what was going to happen to those teams. <laughs> right. um, and so those two jump out to me. I don't. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I mean, it's sort of sort of lower level stuff. But like Indiana's been you know better than people thought, and um, nothing else jumps out to me. As yeah, surprising. the ones what the, the ones that that the other ones on the list. Uh, Sacramento wasn't surprising to you because you predicted it. That was number two. Sacramento's ascension yep. was 17%. Indiana's start. The, the order goes, Brooklyn's, uh, according to the NBA media, whatever, Brooklyn's bounce back 20%. Sacramento's ascension, 17%. Golden State's inconsistency, 13%. Minnesota's struggles, 10%. Indiana's start, 10%. Also receiving votes. Utah staying in playoff contention. Boston's strong start following... Uh, Udoka's suspension, Chicago's law, Lonzo Ball with no timeline to return, New Orleans becoming a contender. Um, the Minnesota one is a freaking disaster. <laughs> That's, that, like, if you look at teams that have gone all in recently, Atlanta and Minnesota, it has not, it has not worked out. It does not at the moment look like it is working out. That's fair to say, isn't it? No, and it, and it really feels like the Grizzlies sort of, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you do that, right? It can, you, you know, you can work out like you're, right. you're, you're Toronto and you trade for Kawhi Leonard, you want a title, or it sort of blows up. The Grizzlies might, you know, do trades. They may do a trade in the next few weeks. They might trade a first round pick. They might, you know, but it seems like they are not going to do the whole like what's going to what's the right. whale you're hunting, what's going to be. It feels like that's just never going to happen. That that while waiting for the right thing to pop up, they develop John Morant, Jared Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain, and like that's going to be their top three players for like the next seven, eight years is what it feels like. And you may do trades and fiddle around, around that. But it feels like you're not going to shake up your inner core. You're not going to go trade for Rudy Gobert or whatever. Like, you know, you're not going to go trade for someone who's going to be one of your two or three best players because you already got those dudes is what it feels like. Well, and the teams that they are most compared to in terms of the successful trajectory and, and hopes for what this team could become are uh, San Antonio way back when and Golden State recently – and they did the same thing. You know, remember everyone had them, uh, you know, everyone had him had them trading for who the hell were they going to trade? Uh, uh, um, they were going to trade who the hell was it for a power forward? Kevin it was, Love. Yeah, it wasn't for Kevin, Kevin Love. Love or for yeah or yeah and and they, yeah that's right. It was for Kevin for Love, Kevin Love yeah. was something that was rumored. That's exactly yeah. right. So Golden State ended. So Golden State did do like the Durant thing, but that was like a special circumstance. Exactly. And they won a title before that. They won a title with Harrison Barnes in that role. And so the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes, that team won a title. Right. And that was an entirely organically Organic built team. team. Yeah. All right, Chris, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We will talk to you again tomorrow. All right, thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 